Welcome to the first episode of Sawdust Nation with AJ from Crafted in New Jersey and Josh from North Country Woodworking. What's up? What's up? What's going on? So, as this is our first episode, uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking, you know. I mean, <laughs> we did this the other night, you know, as a practice run, but man, I'm a little shaky on here. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a different step for us. You know, we were doing the lives and I, I'm actually really excited for this. This is uh, definitely a big step. Definitely, man. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're looking really good. You just gonna have to take our word for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no sunglasses today, I see. Yeah, it's got a little dark outside, <laughs> so uh, you know, just wearing the regular glasses. Um, how long have you been woodworking for, man? Well, it's been going. Actually, this July will be um, one year since I started down this journey of uh, woodworking and. Man, it's been a crazy year, and I look back on pictures from, you know, my previous, the way the shop used to be, and it's changed so much, and I never expected it to change in a year. Um, you know, the tool layout and just the overall flow of the shop has changed. I mean, I literally had, I think, a cobalt table saw and literally my father's miter saw on a on a little bench, and now I look at it, and I'm it's it's progressed in a very good way so uh, i'm kind of happy about it in one year you know it's definitely changed my life now because <laughs> i enjoy it i never thought i'd enjoy it this much how about you well um my my year mark will be in october um i'll say that's the instagram year mark um woodworking mm-hmm. uh, i started a little bit before that tinkering here and there building some small stuff for the house um, but I got back um, from a trip and decided to get serious about it. And uh, with me getting serious about woodworking, I got serious with uh, Instagram as well. Um, and yeah, my tool arsenal has grown in this year. Uh, I started off with a router, Craftsman, and a skilled table saw. And now, you know, I have a <laughs> Debolt table saw. It's uh, not a saw <laughs> stop or anything special, but you know what? It's a it's upgrade, and all my tools. I mean, arsenal alone has changed. Um, I I'm definitely at a good place when it comes to my tool category. Yeah, and you know, I know you posted up a picture not long ago of uh, how your shop looked and uh, how it looks now, and you definitely can tell the the progression. It's changed, you know, within that almost year mark. At, you know, being on Instagram and. Uh, It's a fun experience because especially when I started in this, like you, you know, it was kind of like tinkering. I moved into a new house and um, I had to make a couple things and then it turned into, oh, I can make something and somebody else likes it. So then I was, you know, making stuff for family and whatnot. And then it just progressed and uh, it really, really took off within that whole year. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun journey, especially with this, this community that we have truly a great community to be part of i think uh, i'm actually getting into it more because of the community and the love i have for woodworking than i would have if i was just doing it by myself uh the way people interact with each other answer questions and just the willingness to help out alone has uh Mm -hmm. fostered you know more interest and just a love of woodworking in general um oh yeah you were talking about shop layout in the beginning and uh that picture i posted (laughs) <laughs> funny story was a eight foot by four foot bench that rolled around 
and had a turntable for my um, my planer and my meter saw, and also had a spot for my skull table saw on it. So as you can imagine, that thing was a beast. Oh yeah, I thought you when you said turntable, I thought you were doing some uh, DJing on on the side. Well, I got it set up for it now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean like shop layout is something that grows and it never stops um and with that i mean what was your first project what started you down this path what really started me down was um i had to make some some shelves for my uh the master bedroom because uh after i met kim you know and then she moved in then you know the the woman aspect of the design you know came in because i had bare walls so she came in and said, you know, man, we could do some shelves. And I was like, ah, I think I could make something. You know, they were simple farmhouse shelves. You know, I took a two by eight, ripped down the edges so it was square, and I made my own brackets, um, stained them, and then put them up. I literally posted that up and didn't think it was, you know, I was thinking, ah, it's just shelves. But literally that sent me right down the path of now I got to make something else. And then I made... Uh, a ladder shelf for one of her friends and then that turned into two of her friends who, who wanted uh, ladder shelves and those were my biggest projects um, before I made a coffee table for Kim's parents which that one was the turning point where I knew okay this is what I want to do and it's the right decision and then after the coffee table it just it kind of took off from there you know as you know I'm doing all the flags and um that kind of got spawned all right after that coffee table. But the very first one was both the shelves and the, um, the ladder shelves. You know, it was, uh, it was fun because I, I stepped out of my comfort zone. You know, the shelves were a piece of flat wood, so there wasn't much to screw up on it. But the, <laughs> the ladder shelves, I had to learn angles and all this, and I was horrible at math. So now I'm trying to, you know, lean this up against the door to find out the right angle and – it was it was a train wreck in the beginning, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I'm here now. Oh, mistakes and uh, that process <laughs> helped you get to where you're at now. And man, do you make some beautiful flags? I'm telling you, I know because yeah, I'm looking you. at one right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a ton more that I'm making. So actually, Kim's outside painting right now on uh, one of the marine flags because I'm not the painter. I'm I can I can put wood together but i can't paint oh you know it's good that you guys work as a team like that it's awesome yeah it definitely is so uh how about you what um what was the project that really got you set down this woodworking path well due to my occupation uh i move a lot and uh with Mm -hmm. those moves i was having you know furniture from some of these big box stores that were just falling apart um especially about like you know books on the shelf they just like fall over and I got tired of buying that. It's it expensive after a while, and you just took a tired of dealing with it. So uh, yeah. when I moved to Jersey, uh, I was like, hey, I'm going to try to build my own. And I built two beautiful bookshelves with just a router and a uh, circular saw, really. And uh, hand wow. sanded the whole thing and stained it. And they still sit strong and proud in the living room. And, uh, <laughs> you know, after getting a taste of that, I just... I had to do more. So, you know, yeah, I just kind of went down a path of turning my garage into a workshop. Yeah. It's, uh, what it's funny, you know, I don't even call it a garage anymore because I always say, you know, I'm going to go home to the shop 
And when I first moved into this house, I'm, I'm a mechanic uh, by trade. I love working with my hands. I love rebuilding engines, you know, all that stuff. And um, I really, when I moved here, I really thought, you know, I'm going to have a toolbox filled with tools as big as the one I got at my job. And, you know, I'm going to be rebuilding cars and whatnot. And I look back and I'm like, wow, where, where did, where was that thought coming from? You know, but I thought, you know, that's what a garage is. You pull in a car, you know, you rip it apart. Now you have engine, you know, out the transmission out. And now it's a full blown wood shop, you know, in my eyes. I got sawdust everywhere, you know, no oil spills and whatnot. But it definitely has changed from one thought to a completely different one. I mean, overnight, really. And uh, it's it's fun going into the shop now, you know. You come home after a long day of, you know, work, and that, that to me is relaxing. Even though, you know, you're still working and whatnot, it's relaxing to me. 100%, man. I mean, like... Just on the days that I can't get out here and actually cut some wood or, you know, do any work, mm-hmm. I still come out here and I turn the lights on. I look around, you know, I'll put away a tool here or there and then realize I got to get back to uh, the reality. But, um, yeah, this is my spot. This is my man cave. This is where, mm-hmm. you know, I go to relax, even if I'm sweating and, you know, making furniture or whatever. This is where, you know, I can go to, quotes, relax. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, yeah. it's definitely been a journey, I think, for both of us. I mean, like, uh, my wife used to call my hobbies house, hobby of the week, because mm-hmm. I was going down roads, you know, trying to figure out what I liked best. And uh, when I found this, you know, she was kind of hesitant. But, you know, it's, it's been long enough where I think she knows I have settled on something I want to do the rest of my life. I mean, there's so oh, much yeah. to learn and so much to do. That uh, you can never really get bored of woodworking. No. I mean, it takes a different, you know, a different path each time you go down it. Because, you know, you, I, I can build a flag one day and next day, I, you know, now I got to rethink my whole aspect of how I build things. Now I got to make a box for somebody. You know, it sounds simple, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking of what kind of joinery I want to use and, and whatnot. So your daily um, tasks change by the day you know like i said i'm building flat flags next thing now i'm doing wavy flags so now i gotta do carving and it's always an adventure um you know when you think of woodworking you think of fine woodworking you know you think of because that's how i thought of it before i really dove into it absolutely i always thought cabinets you know chairs this that the other thing and now i'm like wow there's a completely different side to this whole woodworking where you don't have to be a master carpenter to do it. You can be some guy in a garage and still knock out some real fantastic stuff. Well, basic tool set too. You don't need a whole lot mm-hmm. of tools. There are people out there making amazing stuff with like limited tool set, limited space. It is truly amazing yeah. what so can, you know, when their mind is put to it, what they can do. It, it definitely is. I mean, I, I actually saw that firsthand, not in woodworking. You know, I, I know this is just all wood, wood talk and whatnot. But even when I was um, coming up as a mechanic, the senior guy literally had a toolbox. He had, I don't know, it might have been five feet high by like two foot wide. And he would do above and beyond jobs, you know, that were mind-blowing. And I'm going, well, you don't have a big toolbox. And he goes, you don't need every tool out there to do it and i mean that 
really shows that you can have a one car garage. I mean, you could have a shed for, you know, some people have a shed and they're still putting out amazing work. You know, it's, it's not the size of the shop. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's the cliche saying it's how you use it. You know, if you had a good flow in a small shop, you're going to make some real nice stuff. And flow is not learned overnight either. It is something that progresses with you and, it depends on what you're doing in the shop as well. I mean, like, if you're starting off and you're doing a lot of cutting boards, your flow is going to be different than if you're starting to do flags. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it truly depends on where you are in your woodworking career. And I say career very loosely because, you know, we don't do this full time. Um, it, it, yeah. It's a hobby that we've kind of turned into a little bit more than a hobby. And Oh, yeah. I, it's... It's definitely like a second job. It, it can be at times for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you have clients and people waiting for their products. And, you know, you work a full shift like yourself. You come home and, you know, it's time to go in the shop because you have to get products mm-hmm. out. And uh, they expect it to be done by a certain time frame. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, I, you know, I got long, long days. You know, I'm up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and then um right after work I get home and I'm in the shop until eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night, you know. But it it's not work once you get home, you know, like I like we said, it's enjoyable. You know, it's the one thing that I do find enjoyable and you might you might find funny as well, a lot of guys don't like sanding. I do. I really like sanding. That's kind of therapy for me you know you kind of get lost out there and then the whole rest of the days you know just behind you and now you're working on something new and you're watching something actually progress in your shop yeah i mean i don't like sanding i really don't um but there are times <laughs> where you know i got some tunes on and uh mm-hmm. my headphones and i'm just I'm, i have a lot of sanding ahead of me and i just go and you know you get you do get lost um in your thoughts and whatnot and it can become enjoyable, but um, yeah, I I need a different sander for that. I think. <laughs> what what don't what don't you like about sanding? Um. Well, let's see. I think it has the whole thing to do with sanding. <laughs> just the whole thing in general. Um, no, it's just for me. Uh, my shop is set up in such a way that even with the dust collection uh, I just received and put together i'm still getting used to that and i'm used to doing it Mm. outside so in the back of my mind if it starts raining i'm like oh man i can't do oh wait a minute i can and i still need air filtration in here to kind of help with that fine you know dust um so i'm not i'm almost there for you know sanding inside i just i'm not Mm -hmm. quite there yet to make myself feel comfortable and that limitation alone is kind of like nice day outside you know 90 degrees or not i'm out there mm-hmm. you know trying to get all that sanding complete and it, it's a little bit stressful sometimes um because of that limitation but uh you know our shops are progressing i mean like last year at this time my shop looked totally different i didn't have a dust collection system um two weeks mm-hmm. ago so hopefully that filtration system you know shows up in my shop sometime soon and uh, I'll be standing yeah. inside comfortably with the AC pumping in and um, humming to my tunes and enjoying it as much as you. Yeah. You, you know, it, I had a project that I did for uh, a buddy of mine. He was redoing a car, 
uh, actually building it pretty much from the ground up. And uh, he had this wooden steering wheel. And he said, hey, can you refinish this for me? You know, it, it was old. And I took it and I was like, yeah, why not? So I grabbed some sandpaper. I sat there. I had some music going and I sanded away. And it was my hands hurt afterwards because, you know, I'm doing it all by hand. No, no power tools, no nothing. And it, but it was enjoyable. I literally sat there. I watched this this like grimy kind of steering wheel strip the um, the clear coat off of it, and then I got it down to its bare wood. And you saw this beautiful wood pop through, and it was like this pride moment. I'm like, wow, I'm actually taking something that you know he trusts me with because it was an expensive steering wheel. I didn't want to you know destroy it on him. But after I got done with it, I, I stepped back. I was like, wow, this steering wheel actually looks just like it did when it came out of the factory. I mean, it it was a lot of work, but it paid off in the end, and he loved it. I mean, he I brought it to him um, a couple days later. Actually, I lie. That's uh, probably a, maybe a week and a half later. So, uh, and he loved it, and it it, it it was enjoyable, I have to say. I, I like sand there. I will say out of uh, anything, I like giving the peace to the client, watching the joy, just had them light up. And you know, without them mm-hmm. saying a word, how much they love what you've just done to, you know, that piece that you refurbished or refinished or created. That, that, that's payment. And not alone, but it's payment for sure. You know what I'm saying? Do you have um, any real memorable um, experiences when you uh, delivered a finished product? Because I, I got one off the top of my head. Um. Yeah, I mean, like when I started doing my first couple projects, um, I did a was it a coffee cup um, display case, and then I did a shot glass one, pretty much back to back, and both of those were my first two real client based builds, and seeing how happy they were because I the first one I actually hung up in the client's house, um, they were my neighbor, mm. and it was just you know it was easy for me to do. Uh, the second one, I did deliver it, and you know they hung it up and immediately sent me a picture. And that's good. Having you know seeing their faces and just like how they instantly put you know coffee cups and shot glasses on it, and how much that brought joy to them, um, you know, uh, sparked more love of woodworking because you know that's that's awesome. You know, you build something and it's now in someone's home, and they take pride in that. Mm-hmm. What's your experience? Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing that sticks out, and this was further on, I mean, seeing my, you know, uh, uh, mother and father-in-law, lo- you know, how they got so excited because we surprised um, we surprised them one day. We just showed up, you know, to their house and was like, ah, we got something for you. And, of course, we brought it into the backyard for them. But they were ecstatic about that. So now I can go the other way and go a client build. I built a four-foot flag for um, uh, some guy that's local. Um, He actually, I'm doing another flag for him. But this one was a four-foot wavy flag, and I had it sitting in the front of my truck um, when when he showed up to the house. And he literally came out of that, came out of his pickup and looked at the flag and didn't stop talking about it he was looking at it he was feeling it he was moving it he he couldn't stop saying enough great things about it and he was blown away um just because his imagine like his thought came to life right in front of his eyes and now he has exactly what he wanted 
but just to see him light up like that was that was uh that was I think the most memorable one as we speak right now. So I, I and you know I can't wait to show him the second flag because um, that one's a little bit more uh, touching. But yeah, it's um, that was my most memorable. That's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, that that's what makes this. I, I don't want to say job. This I don't even yeah. want to say hobby. I, I don't journey. even huh this journey. Yeah, it's the best word for it because honestly, it never stops. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like you don't become a craftsman overnight. And, you know, you can become a craftsman in the, the title, but there's people have been doing this for 40 years and they'll tell you straight out that they're still learning. They're still asking those questions. And that's one thing, you know, that I had to learn early on because I never wanted to ask questions because I never wanted to uh, feel like I'm disrupting like the, the guys that I'm looking up to. And the second I asked one question and the feedback I got, was kind of I wasn't I was almost not expecting an answer let's put it that way so when I got an answer that went above and beyond explaining like a technique or uh, maybe a product they used it really showed me that this community is full of one knowledgeable guys girls everybody who is willing to help you know so I had to get over the fear of asking because like I said I didn't want to I didn't want to be that thorn always asking questions. And now, you know, I'm, I'm happy if somebody asked me a question. I mean, you, you know, you reached out and had a question about something and I, I really enjoyed helping because now I get to spread the knowledge that I have to somebody else and, um, you know, see it come to life. And that's what I I find uh, completely unique about this community is just the willingness to spread information and share that Mm -hmm. and, um, have people just constantly learning it's it's amazing i i truly enjoy being a part of it um answering people's questions and even asking questions now because some of these conversations you get in you know they might lead you to places you never expected like creating a podcast actually um speaking of questions i had um i just got an inquiry about us my largest build that i'm hoping will happen the guy asked me if I could build a six foot by four foot wavy flag. And of course I said, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so my biggest one was four foot, uh, four foot, uh, wide. So now I got to do a slightly larger one, but I, my biggest question was how am I going to join the boards? Because I wanted to join, you know, I used two by fours. Um, so I was going to join them edge to edge and then I'm thinking it's going to be thin, it's going to be wobbly. And I reached out to Peter over at Petrie's Workshop, and he he sent me a voice message back. And the he said it in the easiest way. He goes, just add runners on the back. What you do is route it out so that they sit inside and leave enough room for wood movement, you know, drill them this way, that way. And once he said runners, I was like, wow, I it's something so simple like that I didn't even think of because I'm thinking, okay, biscuits, dominoes, screws, dowels, something like that. I was going like the completely opposite way. And he, all he said was just put runners on the back and then it'll be secured. I was like, wow, that's such an easy thing. But I had to, I had to ask and luckily I did because now I know. Well, stepping back from uh, your own builds and taking a look, 
sometimes can help, but an outside perspective alone. I mean, like, mm-hmm. if I have trouble, I had trouble uh, a couple builds ago with a challenge coin jewelry box with the top being where it displays the coins. And, you know, I talked to you. I, I reached out a couple of times to uh, some people, and it helped a lot. Um, you know, I ended up having to redo the top for that, which I'm glad I did. Uh, but that build alone, I learned a lot. It came away with a better understanding of how I would do something like that in the future. So, yeah, definitely reaching out yeah. to people is a plus in this community. So. Oh, yeah. Or we should say well, nation, I mean, shouldn't we? We should probably say in this nation. Nation? Yeah. <laughs> in this nation filled with sawdust. Oh, like, you know, so, sawdust nation? Yeah, actually, oh, I, you know, I know it's going to be a little bit inside, but those, um, nah, well, I'll, I'll tell you off there. But um, Oh, come on, you're teasing uh, me. Yeah, I know, I know, I have to. But I had those... Um, those signs that I made that I showed you, I made them both and um, uh, we're going to probably paint them and whatnot, make them a little bit larger. And, and uh, Kim agrees with you that with the little arrow looking sign. Yeah. Yeah. She said that definitely that one with the font and whatnot. So once, uh, once I get them all done, I'll be posting those up. So, Are you, you know, just to let everybody, the first set of picture where they're the yeah one. yeah because i wasn't too much with the arrow do you, uh you like the oval one i like the oval one. Oh, see i thought you said you like the other one but just to let everybody in on it what we're talking about is since you know this is uh this whole podcast is new to us you know of course i opened up the vetrix software and i'm designing you know just a little show logo and i had you know a couple designs so i sent them to uh Josh, because of course I I can't decide on which one I like, and um, now I know. I thought you had said you liked. Well, I called it a push stick in my in my save. <laughs> it did I look said like it looks one. like a push stick. <laughs> so I went. Um, so I Kim actually likes the the push stick one. Um, she said the oval one looks too surf shopish. Well, see, the reason I like the oval one is because. Uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, is because yeah, Sorry, we went off on you know, a tangent. Well, yeah, we need to come up with a logo because, like, you know, any good podcast, you need a good logo. Um, it gives you room for, like, established or maybe some of those shavings, uh, the picture I sent you. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't know, uh, we're going to be producing this, and uh, this will be our cover, the one we currently have. The one you're going to see when this gets released is this uh, temporary one from a photo I took of planning some boards not too long ago. Um, but, yeah, that's in the works, nice and it will be uh, put out hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, it should be. I got them cut out on the CNC today. Um, I want to redo them uh, once I figure out, you know, be, between both of us which one we want to go with. Then um, I figured what I'll do is I'll stain a piece of wood, carve it out, so we can then paint the logo on it, and then that'll be it. And I already have ideas on how I'm going to bring the sawdust to this uh, this uh, photo. Well, so. as long as you carve on walnut, you know it has to be walnut, right? I mean, I got some nice, uh, what do I have back here? I got some nice spalted maple. I think we're going to change it up. Ooh, that, that's going like to be the, maple. That's... the wood of choice. Yeah, I got that and I got spalted sycamore too, so we could choose from there. Mm. Okay, well. So. Now I, I actually have a question about your 
um, the shaving picture. Yes, that is not this, not not anything like that. But the <laughs> cobalt, the cobalt plane. How do you like that? Uh, well, it is not my plane of choice. It is the plane that I found in a big box store, not far from myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cheap enough where I figured I could start learning how to sharpen the blades and um, have fun setting that up every time I use it. Ooh. <laughs> um, it it works. Um, I'm still trying to refine my usage with it because it is a lower end plane and therefore mm-hmm. you have to mess with it a little bit more to get the results that you want. Um, straightening out the bed and the sides and the handle comes loose quite a bit. Um, mm. But uh, I'm actually on the search for some Stanley planes or maybe newer style planes. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Whoever comes across the, my page first. Um, because I do enjoy using those. And there are times they come in handy. You know, I'd rather use those than actually you know, run it through the planer or, uh, you know, another device that basically they're fun. They're fun to play with. Uh, yeah, it's an enjoyable experience. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to get into hand tools. Um, but you know, right this very moment, I don't have a, a use for them. You know, I can't hand plane my, uh, the waves into my flag. You might need it for that uh, huge flag that's coming up. Is that going to be wavy or is that yeah. flat? wavy oh yeah it's gonna be i already figured it out it's gonna be um two by four stood on stood on i I, well the edge the face no the face is actually gonna be they're gonna be face to face so they're gonna be real thick okay so it's gonna be uh i'm actually gonna make it two and a half inches thick and then i'm gonna have 26 two by fours lined up and because then I have to divide that in half, and that'll give me 13 stripes. That's so going to be a heavy a, flag. Tell me about it. And then on top of that, i got to put runners in the back. Yeah, have you thought about uh, hanging hardware? I was thinking, um, one, I have to draw up a um, contract that says I'm not liable in case your walls come falling down on this. Yep. And um, you better have a good I-beam to hang this from. But uh, honestly... The the two by fours that I use, um, actually, I got recommended by Peter, um, and they're the Barils that are in Home Depot. He said they're a little bit better brand. They're a little bit better kiln dried, um, and I've actually had really good luck with them. They say Baril right on the end, uh, on the end grain of them, and they're not heavy. So I'm thinking, I mean, my four foot flag, I want to say maybe it was like thirty some odd pounds. So maybe even a little heavier than that. So I'm thinking that this one's probably going to be topping at least 75. So I'm thinking maybe a French cleat, oh, a steel one. Yeah, that would be a great way to hang that up for sure. Um, I would definitely offer to do that for them. <laughs> no, I'm almost thinking not because then, then my liability, then I don't get that phone call. Hey, by the way, your, your, your mounting job uh, – Okay, yeah, down. I see your point there. Uh, you can definitely, <laughs> you know, get in some trouble if you're not careful with that. Oh, oh yeah. You know, insurance costs a lot. I don't it have it that sure does. 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, what's on your bench, man? Other than the, the huge project coming out. Man, I got so much on my bench right now, and it's it's really um, it's a mess in my shop. I mean that that shop is. I got a shop project that's sitting on my bench. I have two, three, four wavy flags, two flat flags, and then I just got flags and more flags. It, I mean, the whole bench is covered in flags. Yeah, so your looks post like America uh, I think just was, threw up. I think it was last night, and uh, yeah. it's covered. Uh, yeah, I got them all over. I actually got flags next to me down by this bench. But that's uh, that's what's on my bench right now. So um, luckily I have a four-day weekend coming up, so I'll be able to knock out some stuff and keep those flags rolling. How about yourself? Well, uh, I still have a stove topper, a, a challenge coin display. Um, I have probably 40 more cut boards to engrave and a bed frame to do all by <laughs> this weekend um <laughs> it's been a busy week for me so i've been out of the shop for the last couple of days and even off instagram uh but i'm hoping to get back in here and get a normal schedule going here at the end of the week so mm-hmm. now i i'm not sure i might have missed it on a story or two um but what what are those um cutting boards ultimately for for a business or somebody wanted to give them out as gifts uh, the current boards I've made that I've spent in my stories are just essentially for times I can't get in the shop. So, uh, you know, during like Father's Day, I had a couple people buy those current boards that were already made. Um, during the holidays, I want to have a supply of them. That way people could reach out, be like, hey, what do you have? Send them a picture, you know, maybe do an engraving on it, and then I make a sale. Um, and it's yep. just a way to back myself up when you know life gets busy and i could still produce some money from the shop yeah definitely and you know i saw that your laser was going full speed ahead with um with engraving all those cutting boards oh 100 uh i think the first day i got through uh almost two boxes worth and uh wow that's like 50 something cutting boards of a logo for a local company uh, business i should say that is starting up mm-hmm. and uh you know they gave me the honor of their business so i've been producing those for them um laser engravers definitely come in handy i mean for personal use and for the you know for north country woodworking so yeah oh okay i was getting the cutting boards i think mixed up you had those gorgeous cutting boards that you um posted up not too long ago you had oh. a well those and then you had that big batch of 80 that yeah, 80 were yeah, for yeah. okay okay that's where i was getting a little confused now the the go ahead uh sorry um the cutting boards that have epoxy or you know the bigger ones that you saw that are kind of on my bench those are for like any time sale i actually make one for mm-hmm. my father for father's day as well that's uh, i had that on the laser getting a personal message on there for him um nice yeah it, I'm almost thinking about using the laser for most of my branding too, because it makes a much cleaner brand than mm. having to worry about, you know, the iron and see what that's going to produce. Um, yeah. but long story there anyway. Uh, yeah. So I have those produced, uh, you know, they took a lot of oil, <laughs> like a couple of days worth of oiling. And I'm pretty sure if I soaked them in oil a little bit longer, they'd probably take some more. Um, yeah, I got that, and then I had the 85 cutting boards for that local business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you do you put yours in a your cutting boards or anything that you oil um, in a tub? Not not a bathtub, but like a tub of oil, or do you just lay it on? Well, I have a bathtub in the shop that I wheel out for these occasions. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, filled with uh, walrus oil. Oh yeah, you know, it's good for the skin. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, now so, I know what you're doing when you're not on Instagram. Yeah, hundred um, <laughs> percent. What I wanted to do was have a tub full of oil that I was able to do basically oil baths in for the cutting boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a couple at a time, let them soak in as much as they can, take it out after a day or so, depending on the type of wood, how dry it is. Um, well, yeah. that tub has kind of turned in where I store most of my cutting boards now. Of and course. I never got to fill it the way I wanted to with the oil uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time I had no storage for some of my projects. And I didn't want my cutting boards covered in sawdust. So I oh, used yeah, that yeah. tub as like, you know, a storage to keep them clean. And basically when I get that call or that, you know, text, hey, I need a cutting board, I have them ready. I put a nice layer of wax to seal all that in and, you know, they're ready to go. That's good. But eventually I, I know I'll get yeah. a, I'll get a tub and I'll I'll do that. I just uh, I keep getting tubs and using them for everything else. <laughs> Yeah, I got a little Tupperware container, probably like a little 12-inch thing that, of course, I didn't buy enough oil. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at other guys on, on Instagram going, oh, man, they got this tub of oil. You know, they just dip the thing in there and it soaks. I poured the, the – I picked up walrus oil and I poured it into the thing. And I'm looking. I'm going, there's like nothing in this tub. I think I needed a smaller tub. <laughs> I laid the piece down. I actually had to flop it over on itself because I didn't have enough oil. So lesson learned, get the uh, correct size tub for the right amount of oil. Yeah. I mean, like in, I kind of let the wood speak for itself when it goes to cutting boards. Uh, the two uh, white walnut that you saw that I produced, that was actually going to be an end grain. And, you know, I ran into some difficulties of finding some nails in that wood. And, uh, you know, I let it sit for a while and after, you know, letting it sit, I decided that, Hey, you know, that'd be great face grain. And, you know, I had some Paduke and some purple heart and I truly love how those turned out. They're simple. They look great. And, you know, they're going to last a long time. That was Paduke. Yeah. That, that, oh my, that thing. I thought it. I thought it was bloodwood. I it's deep red, or am I mi- mistaken? It's a deep, deep, deep orange. Really? Because I know that the orange that I used, um, I just did that end grain cutting board. That was a um, uh, a trip to make. That was actually like real bright, and uh, I was surprised on how orange it was when I planed it down. Cause you know, when you get it in a rough state, it's dirty, you know, yeah. it's grimy. Once I started playing it and I was like, I never knew Paduke was this color. And it smelled very strange too. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the smell of it. <laughs> well, when you, it definitely does. And especially, you know, when you walk in the shop the next day and you're like, Ooh, I, I remember that, that and cedar are uh two good smells. I have, you know, I deal with pine all the time. So yeah. I, it was well, kind of a nice treat. 
it's like anything, man. Yeah, we do a pine, but you know, we still love that hardwood when we we can get our hands on it and work with it. I mean, you just did that beautiful ingrained cut board not too long ago. Um, is there another mm-hmm. one in the future that we're gonna be able to no. see? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, the, here's here's the only way I'll ever do a, another cutting board as we speak right now, especially end grain, is when I make my own, um, and then I can learn from there because. Man, I never realized so much went into an end grain cutting board. I, I kind of thought about it. I went, okay, the guy wants it x, you know, x amount of wide by this long, and I went, oh, okay. Well, I just need to double it, right? Well, I only doubled one, one <laughs> measurement, not the other. So I, I cut all the pieces. I put it together. I'm going, oh wow, this thing's really small. So then, you know, of course, I had to fix that. But I, I have actually a. In my shop right now, I have a three foot by two foot um, purple heart, walnut, maple, I forget what else, cherry, cutting board of all strips. So they're all, uh, it's a face, um, yeah, face grain. And I have to say, it's been sitting in my shop because I never put legs on it to make a island in our kitchen. So, uh. That's the biggest cutting board I have, and I was thinking about turning it into small ones for the holidays instead of making an island. I think you should turn it into the island. I really would love to see how that would turn out. I mean, just describing it the way you have, I mean, like, that thing would be beautiful. It, it definitely is, you know, the contrast of woods. And this was when I first got a piece of uh, Purple Heart at my local uh, lumberyard. I didn't know what it was. You know, I saw it on Instagram, and I figured, let me just pick it up. And um, we also had other thoughts to use it in other projects. But I was like, ah, I got enough of it. Let me just toy around with it. And, you know, it cuts beautifully. It planes beautifully. It turns out gorgeous. So now now you put the itch in me, and now I might have to uh, finish that island build. So, you know, and then post it up. Yeah, man, I would definitely love to see how that turns out. I mean, like, anytime you could do something for the house, and my wife's going to hear this, and... She's going to, <laughs> she's going, oh, really? <laughs> uh, but anytime you can do something for the house, I mean, something you can look at every day and just remind yourself, you know, I did that. It's a pride moment. And Oh, yeah, definitely. Saying that, I don't have a cutting board I've made in the house. And <laughs> uh, I have those bookshelves and a couple other things. But like of the five projects I'm supposed to do that are the major ones, I've yet to start. So. Yeah. Kim keeps joking around saying, because I, I keep saying, oh, I'm going to get to this project. I'm going to get to that project. So her new thing to um, rip on me is that she goes, oh, you'll finish that project by the time our kids are 30. Meanwhile, we don't even have any kids yet. So um, well, it gives you some time. Gonna take a- yeah, right. Uh, I'm glad that I get uh, get told that it's only going to take me 30 plus years to finish a small project. <laughs> Well, you know, because you keep putting it off. Well, it's not even putting it off. You're busy. I mean, like, I always have, like, six projects and then six more that I have to price out. And, you know, it, it's hard to take all that in and do your own projects as well. You almost have to close down shop and be like, hey, <laughs> we are closed for a week or two and do your own projects to get anything done. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um since I'm off Friday from work that I'm going to get a lot of these flags finished and out because they were actually, they're due for July 4th. So I'm hoping that, um, 
that we could deliver them on Friday. And then I can focus on my miter saw cart that I've been putting off since I got the new Bosch. Um, because right now it's sadly sitting on my floor. Uh, and I don't like seeing it there. You gave her a name too, right? Uh, yeah. What Was it Tiffany? Was it Tiffany or Lindsay? No, it was Tiffany. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. Now I gotta. I'm. I now I gotta remember. But yeah, it was Tiffany. Yeah, you gotta make a label yeah, or something, th- a sign to hang over that. <laughs> I still gotta get a name think, for my uh, laser engraver. Cause yeah, it it deserves a name. It's done enough work. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's you know, we. How can I put this? I I was against buying that Bosch. I was against buying a an expensive name brand miter saw for a long time. Since since uh since I got this um what did I get? A Hercules from um Harbor Freight. I loved it. And then, you know, I noticed that as my I progressed my skills, the saw didn't progress with me. It kind of actually held me back, and that's actually why I screwed up on the uh cutting board. I I messed up a miter. I mean, this miter had a pretty big gap on it, and I'm looking at the saw going, how? How can this be? So I checked it, checked it, checked it. I had to get rid of it and sold it, and once I got that Bosch, I now know why people go with it in the beginning, but not to say that you can't go with the lower end. I guess maybe I got a defective Hercules because a lot of people like it, but I, I don't know what was wrong with mine. Maybe I didn't set it up right. Well, I mean, it could have been anything. Let's just be honest. I mean, it could have been it could have been you. It could have been the tool. It could have been anything. Or just a simple fact that you progress past its capabilities. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I started off with a lot of skill tools. And uh, I, you know, progressed into some DeWalt and some other tools in the shop. And it was because either I didn't know how to set them up correctly or the tool is defective. Or not defective. That's the wrong word. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I progressed past this capability because I had a similar problem with my craftsman meter saw. I was doing that. Um, what was it? It was a shot class display and you know, I'm doing meters and all this other stuff and things are not just lining up. I can't get a straight cut of this thing. You know, I broke it down. I watched the videos on YouTube, asked people and realized my fence was not straight. It's hard to get a straight cut when your fence ain't straight. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a, I, I, we say lower end tools because they're, you know, they're mm-hmm. beginner tools that you can even use later on. There's people have been doing this for 20 years as a business and still using Ryobi, Skill, and them. But the more yeah. expensive tools, the mid grade, you know, Bosch, DeWalt, they're going to last you longer. They're going to make it easier to produce nicer stuff. And, you know, you'll eventually get there if you can't do it now. Yeah, you definitely will. And that's that was my biggest thing, you know. The the one thing you see on Instagram is, you know, you see all the, the big guys with all the big expensive tools and whatnot. And, of course, my mindset goes, I need all those tools now, you know, because I want I want the best in my shop. But, you know, we don't we're not made of money. So we go with what we can afford at that time. And it suits us well. I had a cobalt um, contractor saw. It worked great. I was, I was growing out of it faster than than I realized, and you know it was a big decision for me to actually get rid of it because it works so well. It's it 
you know, in in my in my shop I have the room. So I was lucky enough that I could get a larger. I got the rigid table saw, not the contractor one, but almost like the semi cabinet. And I have to say, I can't see myself moving away from it unless I get the green light from Kim to get a saw stop so I don't cut, cut my hand off. And then you give me the rigid. I will easily do that. That's no problem. I'll drive <laughs> it down there. But, you know, the one, the one thing that, uh, you know, I, I had to stress to myself is you don't need the best stuff to oh, start 100%. out, especially. You I, know, you, you buy what you can, and then you grow from there. I agree 100%. Like... Um, we talked earlier about the cobalt plane I have, and that's what I could afford at the time. That's what the shop was bringing yeah. in for money, and that's what I can afford. Now I'm looking at a little bit uh, better planes, but, you know, it's because, A, I've used that. I know that I'll use them, and I found a place for them in my shop. I'm not going to be, you know, totally hand tools, you know, a little bit of a mix, more of the uh, mm-hmm. power tools. But, I mean, like, that is a skill I want to pick up because it does have a place, I believe, in my shop. I, I you know, I keep wanting to improve on um, – I've used chisels, I mean, very little. But the times that I will need to use a chisel, I want to know that I'm using it actually the right way. Because right now I'm using it I, – I make do because of the things I'm using it for aren't, like, you know, finishing work or anything like that where it's going to be seen. So, you know, even doing mortise and tenons, I would love to do that on a nice table eventually, but I don't know how to use chisels the right way. So I would like to learn hand tools, um, but as we sit here right now, that's, you know, it, it wouldn't help me any which way, so I got to lean more towards what will help me. Well, but I, I love how that, that uh, plane looks. That kind of leads us into, real quick, where would you like to see the shop going? You want to do flags, or is there bigger better things you like to get to you know i i've thought about that a thousand and one times i love doing flags i really really do each one is different especially the the wavy ones um i enjoy that but would i love to go on to bigger and better things uh yeah i would love to be able to make a you know dining room table for even just myself um i think the main reason i'm not going to that island build yet is i'm i'm afraid of it because i don't know the techniques that i want to use because my skill set is in flags right now. So I would like to uh, s- stick with the flags for as long as I can, and but still grow kind of on the backside. But, I, you know, from my perspective here, uh, a lot of the builds I do, I rarely get the same build twice. And oh, yeah, I, I do uh, get some builds where, you know, I get to build them more than once, and I have, you know, my written-down jargon in my little crafty notebook but mm-hmm. for the most part it's off the cuff here's the etsy photo i need this please build it for me um and i'll tell you man it you you've witnessed it especially with that uh coin box i did i, I there's a slight panic there like i didn't i've never done a flag <laughs> you know i didn't yeah. end up doing a traditional flag because it wasn't a traditional flag that people usually are producing I did it differently, mm-hmm. but I learned a lot from what I did create. And actually, you know, the one I did, you know, mess, I'm saying mess up on. I actually, I think the end product and what I'm going to, you know, eventually display on Instagram here within the coming week or so, I think that turned out great in its own way. The mistakes that you made on it weren't detrimental. You know, they weren't, you cut it in half. 
And so for, for us, <laughs> no, you, you wanted to get rid of it and burn it at that point. I, I know because of the, the messages you had sent me. But, you know, the little mistakes that we're talking about are, you know, stuff that we would notice more so than somebody off the streets would notice. But, you know, since we want to make it as perfect as we can, um, you know, we hold that to our hearts, you know, because I know with me, I freak out about this little minute thing. But to me, it's a big deal. And then Kim walks in and goes, I don't I don't see what you're talking about. And. Meanwhile, I could see it point blank. How do you not so, see that right there? It's right there. Ex- I'm pointing right to it, and she's like, "I, I don't see it." It's I, my wife does fine. the same thing. She'll be like, "Why aren't you done with that?" I'm like, "Well, there's this mistake I'm trying to fix. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking right at it. Yeah. I'm telling you, someone's going to see this." <laughs> she's like, "I'm looking right at it, and I don't see it, and you're pointing at the mistake." And eventually, yeah. if I point long enough and describe it, maybe she'll be able to see it. And now she can not yeah. see it. Of course, of course. Once you see it, that's it. That's, it's over at that point. I've been told by wiser men than myself that a mistake is just an extra feature that you can introduce to the client. <laughs> you can charge, if it's a good mistake, you can charge some extra money for it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> I did that on purpose, and that's going to be the extra $5, 550 Yeah. Hey, exactly. Hey, a dollar here, a dollar there. But, um, you, you know, my biggest fear of if I make a mistake that, you know, they're going to notice it right off the bat and then they're just going to throw it back at my face and go, I, you know, I don't want it. I mean, I made so many mistakes that I saw on the cutting board that literally I handed it to the guy and his jaw dropped. And it was like, this is better than I ever thought it could be, you know. Because he threw me an idea and I ran with it. And then my screw-ups, quote-unquote, turned into actually better because it actually turned out much better than I could have ever imagined. But in my head, I'm thinking he's literally just going to drop it on the floor and drive drive away. It's good, I think, that we're hard on ourselves when it comes to uh, producing a quality project for people. It, it really it shows how much we do care. It just – it could be, you know – cause a little more trouble than it should sometimes um yeah but you know with every project we do we learn you know we're we're definitely not masters you know mm-hmm. we started what almost a year for you you know coming up on a year yeah. for me seriously doing this and i think we both have grown a lot not just in our shops and the way we work but in knowledge and that's what this podcast is really going to be about is sharing our journey with you guys and, you know, the knowledge that we have, you know, we love to receive questions and even a topic that, you know, you want to any, any woodworker project you have that you have questions about, you know, hit us up. We'd love to, you know, discuss it. This podcast isn't even just, you know, woodworking, you know, main, pri- main focus. Yes. But, you know, if you had a question, even just about, um, Instagram, if you got a question about, you know, just something in general, you know, just message myself. Uh, you can find me at, you know, Crafted in New Jersey, or actually Crafted in NJ. Um, and then you can find Josh at North Country Woodworking. So send us a DM, send us an email. Uh, we do have an email set up for the yeah, podcast. It's <laughs> Sawdust Nation Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, I don't want to give out my phone number because I might get late night calls. 
So I, I don't want to do that right now. I'll so, give it up um, for you. Oh, what's it? Uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you have a question, uh, woodworking related, shop related, tool related, anything beginner to fully advanced, give us a question. You know, send us an email, send us a DM, um, and you know, go follow us on uh, on Instagram and come along for this journey that uh, just us making some sawdust and. Uh, no, I got nothing else. I, I don't know where I was. I wanted to, like, make it real memorable. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, like, you know, we're doing this for fun. You know, we don't have any sponsors. Yeah. We're just seriously, we do, we're do. we doing Saturday Lives, and they kind of turned into a limited Instagram posts. So we wanted to take that and put it on a platform where people could listen to it at any time. Ask us questions. We could really zero in on what they want to hear. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that's what this is about, you know. It's not just about you know two guys talking about woodworking. It's about you know community as well. Yeah, the you know first episode, um, you know, we just wanted to introduce ourselves and and rant because we're still getting comfortable to this whole thing, you know. But you know, I also I I want to you know dive into tons of other topics that I can't really think about right now. But like shop, layout. I do know that. Shop layout. I do want to talk about CNC because, you know, that's a big thing that just like the laser, um, a lot of people don't like it uh, for various reasons because it's a machine that's automated. But, you know, I could literally I like having a a second helping hand when I can literally set it down. I will, I will get to it in the next episode about that tease. That's what you have to do. You have to tease them. <laughs> so uh, but, yeah, well, so. You know, we're going to wrap it up uh, for our very first episode of Sawdust Nation. And uh, I'm AJ from Crafted in NJ. And I'm Josh from North Country Woodworking. Thanks for joining us on our journey, not only in this podcast, but hopefully in Instagram accounts as well. Hope to hear from you guys and tell us what you think of, you know, our new podcast here. And uh, remember, you can DM us or you can reach us at Sawdust Nation Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, guys. See you later. Peace.